Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the COVID-19 Summer Staredown. Not even summer yet, but whatever. <laughs> we're, uh, we're in the doldrums of COVID-19. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte, our new correspondent from Tampa, St. Pete. Uh, what's up, boys? Bill, how are you? I'm great. I, 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 I hit my 85th um, Zoom webinar last Friday. Um, working towards 100 this week. I, I might get there this week, I'm sure. In fact, I will get there this week. So uh, Todd mentioned Zoom fatigue. I know I could write a, a few chapters in that book. Uh, absolutely. And uh, had a great weekend. You know, got two rounds of golf in again. Um, Cindy's being very kind, granting me that uh, perpetual COVID hall pass to uh, get the two rounds in. We made a promise. Shoot. I set it up with her 25 years ago. I'd just play once a weekend. Yeah, that was fair. You know, with Kevin growing up and all the stuff going on. And I worked a million hours at the pods uh, that um, it was only once a weekend. But I'm getting to uh, break that rule, and it's been great. Had a 77 on Saturday, and then uh, followed up with an atrocious, like an 84, 85 on um, Sunday. Yeah. Well, the good news, Bill, is, is uh, even though you're playing two days a week, one of them you play really early. So you're home, even if you have a, a late lunch brunch with the boys, uh, especially if someone wins, you're still home by 1.30, right? Oh yeah, lately I'm being I'm home by twelve or twelve thirty because, yeah. you know, we're we're playing so quick the way things are spread out. And then there's no restaurants to go out to. Yeah. And you can't you can't sit in the clubhouse. And if I play crappy, you know, Anthony and Rick and Joe live two minutes from the course. I live <laughs> thirty five. So I'm like, you guys hang out. I'm leaving. I'm going home. So yeah, that's cool. Todd, Todd, how about your weekend? Uh, really, uh, um, good weekend overall. So. Um, uh, Dad had some surgery on Friday that uh, went went well, so we're, we're thoughts and prayers, hoping for a speedy recovery. Um, Bill, when you, when uh, or Sean, when you uh, started this off with the COVID nineteen stare down, it popped in my head. Dog days of summer has a totally different meeting um, this mm. this time. This right. yeah. Normally, it's because we're kind of bored watching baseball, and there's not you know baseball's fine, but it's. God, we would kill for some baseball right now, wouldn't we? We'd absolutely kill. So, um, and then today, uh, golf with my son, um, Scott, and which is awesome. Um, you know, just just uh, four hours, uh, you know, connecting with him is just was really good. You'll love this, guys. I uh, I birdied hole one, <laughs> which is the, wow. the kiss of death, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> let's Go just on. say that. Let's just say that we just decided. I don't know, late in the front nine that let's just hit balls and have fun. Our, <laughs> our, our scores were that bad. I went birdie, double, double, bogey, bogey. That was my uh, first five. And um, my son makes good contact, but like me, doesn't score well because we don't play and practice enough. So we just said, decided, you know what, let's just have a fun round and uh, don't really worry about it. Let's assume we're going to shoot about a one the cups down there, Todd. Are they, are they doing the elevated cups or the noodles? So they're doing the noodles, but the noodles are below the the level line. So the ball yeah. kind of you just pick up the ball, ball and go. Okay, so but it goes in the hole. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, not for me. I think you were saying it's a little easier <laughs> you should have target practice. But no, again, great fun. Um, but uh, yeah, made a decision. Just going to enjoy the day, and and the weather was perfect. It was a little cooler than maybe maybe uh, I liked, but it was a Muni golf course down the street. Uh, apparently, there's about a three week out on my uh, home course that I'm not a member in a member of. So, um, it's, I used to be able to call in favors, you know, I know a bunch of members and they'd get me on it. Now they're like these tea times like gold. Right. So, um, but no, good, good time had by all. And I'm sure we're going to get to it. 
really enjoyed the draft, NFL draft, this year more than ever um, for obvious reasons. So can't wait to Most, Im- most importantly, did you get a haircut? Saturday. Um, Damn it. I'm getting one on Saturday. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of have a self-imposed May 1st, May 2nd thing. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm waiting to get, uh, I think they call it a gator, G-A-I-T-E-R, which is kind of a neck uh, thing mm-hmm. to cover mouth. I'm not the guy that's going to wear a mask in a store. I have this jacket that zips up to about right here. So when I get near, so when I get near people, I just kind of duck under. Um, but if I'm going to go one-on-one contact, I'll probably, you know, strap on something just for his protection or her protection or mine, you know, whoever's, whoever's snipping the, snipping the, the hair. So good, but it's coming. It's coming. Right, now so about you, first of all, celebrate a birthday, didn't you? I did on a Friday. That was a, uh... That was nice. Uh, 55 years old. Congratulations on hitting that mark, Anthony. Well, Cheers. a couple more, Cheers. but I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. You know, and uh, uh, I know, I mean, I know all of you through social media first, right? As I look at the genesis of how I got to meet Bill, it was through Sean, and I got to meet Sean through a social media group. And then Sean says to me one day, when we've never even laid eyes on one another, I'm driving through Florida. Do you want to play golf? I said, of course. But well, we're playing with my son, who, by the way, is a great putter back then. I'm sure he's just as good now. And we're going to play with this guy who you need to meet. Turns out to be Bill Risser. All right. So we played golf, and I've been playing with golf, golf with Bill pretty much ever since. Sean and I have crossed, have since passed many, many times. And now I know Todd through this same medium. I was – my heart was warmed by the numbers of, of – folks who I know well, family and friends, and folks who I've never laid eyes on who are friends of mine in social media who reached out over the course of three or four days. Um, and it just, it was, it was kind of nice. Uh, I got tons of phone calls from people I hadn't talked to in a while. I got uh, uh, videos from, from folks. I got serenaded live and on video by people who some think they're pretty good singers and most of them are, but nonetheless it was no awesome. notice i didn't serenade you no uh <laughs> tell you what though but i have a buddy of mine up in new jersey who uh who who sang to me and the kid is amazing mm. he is that good chris ozar if you're listening buddy your, your your inner Frank Sinatra can can sing. He was it was it blew my mind uh, when he sang to me. But uh, so I did celebrate the birthday a little bit. I ended up uh, working for the first time uh, this weekend. I showed a bunch of houses on Saturday to a couple of really good clients. Um, again, reminded how what we do, Sean, as a as a profession, is, is truly beneficial to people. Both of these folks, uh, a couple. And, and then a, a, a young guy divorced with uh, with uh, two young daughters. Uh, how much what we do is important and is appreciated by people. It was a nice Saturday. Uh, I did play golf with Bill on Sunday. My game is completely in the toilet. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing wrong. Uh, I've gone from being a pretty good golfer to being a popcorn machine. Uh, it, the ball can go just about anywhere at the moment, and I don't exactly know why. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's the. And now that uh, now that hits home because uh, I've known Sean since I was, I don't know, seventeen. I think I when I when I uh, went to UF uh, early uh, summer, uh, but I've known him forever. But I met Bill through Sean and all this uh, forum, and uh, 
the first time Bill and I uh, met, we talked about this, was at my mom's uh, celebration of life. He drove all the yeah. way over from Tampa to Melbourne, Florida. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing where you're like, man, this is pretty cool how you can, you know, get in contact with people and, and form, you know, meaningful relationships. And then to meet him actually in person. And I don't think, uh, Bill, you tell me, but I, I wasn't surprised one bit about uh, anything, looks, appearance, how we got along, nothing. It was like, it was like we've known each other for, you know, 20 years. So it was pretty cool. No. I just always thought you were taller. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> because I hang out with Bob and Tammy and Jenny. Who are, you know, I, I love, exactly. Remember at the beer fest when you're like, Todd, are you really tall? I'm like, I'm 5'11". And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> so you can fill in the blanks on the other three, how tall they yeah, are. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Remember, Todd, when Judy Garland got to Munchkinland, she was a giant. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> how about you, Sean? Um, my weekend was good. I Friday night kicked it off with another fun episode of Lost Lyrics. All three of you guys got to jump on. Mal was on fire, kind of on his birthday. Got a little slow start, but he got a few. And uh, even Bill got one. Uh, <laughs> even Bill. But he got a couple, actually, Bill. It was, it was fun. But it's, it's so cool to see, like, the group of people, like, Amy Patternight jumps on. And, you know, some of the people you guys you guys know and other people you're getting, getting to know. How about um, James I, Adams out of Prescott jumping in James, the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making it, making it a must-see TV for him. Yeah. Uh, played golf with my brother, Kevin, on set on Friday, uh, and, and Ryan played the front nine. We played Scarlet, first time on Scarlet, on, on the big boy course. Um, greens are are not where they need to be, but early in the year, you're going to give it a pass, but bumpy and, and slow. Um, even putting to the to the noodles bill was tough. I told you about my, my bad, you know, 46, 39, but birdies on nine and 18 was a nice way to finish each nine. And the birdie on 18 was a uh, port – drive pitch it forward to have a third shot to get to the green on a long par four and i uh i drained it for my for birdie i literally bounced it three times rolled it up and we could all see it bounce off the noodle and you know stop like an inch so it, it would hit center cut um and then the 18 was just a, a nice hybrid to the to a dog leg left par four to finish and uh, knocked in a five footer uh followed it up with an 80 another 85 but uh 44 41 so just a different different style uh, but remember, Bill, I told, I texted you offline and said you, my, uh, I was playing great on the back nine, and on, on 16, I kind of got greedy and pulled out a three-wood instead of just an iron to get in the fairway, hit it in the hazard, had a punch out, you know, took a, uh, took a double, made birdie on that hole the next day. <laughs> and so just, you know, <laughs> It's golf. That's golf, right? I mean – Like Mal was like Mal was saying, he's not sure what, what's going on with his game, but, like, literally, like, if I would have had, had the birdie, let's say, and everything else the same on, on Friday, would have shot 33 on the back nine, you know? Wow. Yeah. I, 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 my, my Saturday was a 36 on the front at West Chase, mm. even par nice. birdie, a bogeyed one and nine, couple birdies in the middle. And I was on track. I was doing great. And then finished double 16, double 17 bogey 18 to shoot 77. Mm. <laughs> That's just golf. Yeah. It was just golf. Sunday, Sunday, today, yesterday it rained and we knew rain was coming, you know, seven o'clock on, uh, on Sunday night, you could, rain was starting and it, you just looked at the radar and it was like from the state of North Carolina, everything like was just moving up. And so I told Kevin, I said, just go ahead and cancel me out. And I kind of slept in and just got up, got some work done. Uh, took two listings over the weekend now, uh, which was nice. Um, awesome. Both from, both from former clients. One is from a, uh, a client I sold the house to they're selling this one and building a new one. So kind of a, a, a triple. And uh, the other one is from a client of mine that I sold the house to in 2002 and in 2013, Mal, they sold the house to their son, 
who then called me up and said, we're getting ready to sell. And so it's kind of that second generation, first time meeting them. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, uh, you know, just, you know, just like day. we were talking about, Sean, with you know, the, the, the hierarchy of our social media relationships, right? Yeah. You nurtured yeah. these, they turned into something pretty special. And anyone who tells me that social media doesn't have a purpose, I'll just, I'll just, I'll talk about you three guys and be done. <laughs> right, exactly. I, totally sure. I, I don't want to argue with you about it because it's, it, it does have a meaning if you, if you pay attention. The same thing in our business. Yeah. So, right. so good, good to catch up. And obviously if we have any listeners out there, uh, shout out to you guys. Cause you always listen to us talk about what we did this week and, and we'd love to hear who you are, but, uh, let's talk a little bit of sports guys. Cause some of the people that tune into the show, listen to sports. We, we did actually have some sports this week as Todd referenced earlier, the draft, um, kind of came at a neat time. Uh, Thursday night was round number one of the NFL draft, obviously much different than, than all years past. It was supposed to be live in Las Vegas. So that was obviously set aside. They did a, uh, virtual draft. Um, they used technology. They had Roger Goodell in his basement. Um, they had all the GMs in their locations. They had the coaches in their locations. Uh, it was kind of neat the way the families and the kids got to come in behind their coaches and, and wave the pom-poms. I, I thought the, the, the team Zoom screen behind Goodell was kind of goofy because it was just kind of the same generic, you know, people with pom-poms and cheerleaders and whatever. But, but Todd, to your point, what you said you really liked it. What was it you liked about – I just think the way they were able to do stories and it wasn't just 15 minutes of Kuiper and Todd and, and Todd McShay and the guys talking about the players. It was – they dropped in little stories. Well, what did you like about the format? Man, put a, put a, put a uh, timer on me. Um, so th- this <clears> – <throat> I've never been a huge NFL draft guy, right? Never been. Um, Nice to see where people go. Nice to see who goes top five, maybe. But this was something that um, and I think I posted something along the lines of just, it was just what I needed. I needed, I needed a douse of live sports, even though it wasn't competition. Um, it was so great to act. And I watched hours, um, you know, sometimes doing other things, but I watched, I watched a ton. Um, from Peyton Manning's opening. Um, I don't know if you've heard that the first two nights, just, just wonderful, right? Fired me up. Um, Roger Goodell, you can say what you want about him, but I thought he did a good job. You know, the message he was sending uh, about hope and, you know, we're going to get through this and welcome to the NFL family. Um, just the whole, the whole messaging I thought was great. I agree with you. The fans behind the scenes, a little cheesy, but I think for them, you know, for the, for those 20 in the fan base, it was kind of thrilling for them. Right. So um, some of the highlights to me, are, you know, uh, beat locally, um, DeAndre Swift goes, goes to the Lions. Um, uh, locally, um, Jake Fromm goes to the Buffalo Bills, as you guys know, near and dear to my heart because mom and dad grew up uh, loving him and supporting him. So kind of neat on the local sense. And then, Sean, a lot of Gators went, right? Um, little surprise with C.J. Henderson going nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good for him. Um, and also loved one of my favorite Gator of all time, Michael Pirine, our running back. He went fourth round of the Jets, right? Does that sound right? So, so. And, uh, and, and Mal, I think, Bill, we shared this view, but just a super humble kid from Alabama. Um, he, the, the story is, is he uh, took a bus from Alabama to Gainesville just to go to UF camp, right? And, of course, family not very rich, so he had to scrape the money together. Um, he went in high school and so glad that we offered him a scholarship. He had to end up having a great career. And 
you know, glad he's changing, uh, changing his family tree with, uh, you know, hopefully a great successful NFL, NFL career. So a lot to, a uh, lot to, to talk about. And, um, I just loved it, man. I needed it. You know, as I said, dad was having surgery and it helped, uh, helped pass the time on Friday. So Bill, you chimed in, you chimed in very early at the very beginning and said best opening ever. Like you just, you loved the opening. I did. And you're, and you're someone that, that like evaluates Emmys and Oscars and Tonys by the opening. What was it that was so good about it? Uh, I think just uh, the overall awareness of where we were. I mean, it had been really easy to just kind of just kind of give a passing glance at the what what the was happening yeah. in the world. Yeah, because they had to get going on their draft. But I mean, they took a full fifteen minutes before they really put the Bengals on the clock to really make sure that they had the opportunity to thank the right people, to to call out the right people, to even have Goodell promote the hashtag boo Roger or whatever it was, you know, it was great. Right. I, I, did, I, it. I, just, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I just think they did a, a fantastic job with, with what they had. I mean, and, and you think about the technology involved with what was going on there. Right. I mean, to have yes. 60 yeah. to, to, to FedEx 60 setups to 60 players so they could be there for the first round and ready to go. Right. Setting up their own cameras, setting up all that stuff on their own, plugging it in, making it work. And then to get all of those other guys set up, the, the technological yeah, plus side. Plus, times two, for, times, two times 32 for all the coaches, GMs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so I thought the they. All the different ESPN people around. Yeah, in the field, plus the ones that were in the, the main grid, you know, with Warner and all those other guys. So uh, Riddick, I just thought, uh, yeah. I thought, I thought they did a great job. And, and I'm not, you know, obviously next year in Vegas is going to be a party. It's going to be it's great. Two, I think it's two years yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. Next year it goes to Cleveland, I think. And then yeah. Oh, Vegas. they're bringing it back of the year after. Okay, good. So that's great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I was really impressed. I, it was a lot of fun. I didn't, I'll be really honest, I didn't watch a drip of it on Saturday. I was busy yeah. doing some yeah, other yeah. things, but but Thursday and Friday night was great. That was uh, yeah, just, thought, just awesome. I thought Harry Connick Jr. kind of kicking off the Ooh. national anthem was neat. And yep. you know, just yep. once again, probably the perfect person to pick for that because his personality and his style. Yep. Yep. And, and Peyton's voice and the, uh, the voiceover beginning, kicking it off, you know, talking about how, I mean, Peyton Manning's a, you know, what a, what a great uh, guy to tap to do that. Right. He's almost the face of the NFL in in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Um, he, he is, he is amazing. Right. He's become, yeah. you know, the, the, from a, he's, he can be funny. He can be serious. Uh, his Peyton places. I got really introduced to heavily via the, uh, the run up to most of the last dance uh, there were, I watched like eight straight Peyton places um, <laughs> having not watched him on the ESPN plus app, but you know, he's just a, he's the, just a guy that is going to become like uh, that cool brother, that cool uncle for the younger kids. And just, you know, for, you know, the older people, that great, that great, the, the guy you want your daughter to marry. He's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Super cool. So let's, let's run through some of the picks guys. Joe Burrow goes number one to the, uh, since Bengals, not much surprise Who? there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chase Young uh, and then Jeff Okuda follows him. Uh, both Buckeyes go two and three uh, as expected. Actually, three Buckeyes, one, two, and three, right? Yeah, three Buckeyes, <laughs> three Buckeye undergrads, and obviously Burrow, the, the grad transfer to LSU. Um, but that was kind of the story, Todd, of, of the first round because you had three Buckeyes, but also 15 SEC players in the first 32 mm. picks. Um, Andrew Thomas from Georgia goes to your Giants mouth, uh, shoring up the offensive line uh, to give David uh, David Jones opportunity. Tua, Todd, let's talk about Tua. Tua, you had in a kind of parlay. Uh, Tua goes fifth, had, and you had him 
over five and a half, right? Over five and a half with my brother-in-law, Greg. And uh, I, inst- I I really was thrilled with my bet. I thought there is no way. Um, I thought he was going to go six to the to Chargers. Um, so I instantly Venmoed $5 to my brother-in-law. And we had a good <laughs> laugh over it. So. And then, Bill, your, your old team, the Chargers, they get Justin Herbert. Which is probably a better pick for the Chargers, I think. Probably. I really do. Yeah. I think yeah, he'll, he'll, probably, he'll probably fit right in, right? Insert behind uh, Philip Rivers. I mean, he's just more of the same body and same style, but faster and a little quicker arm, right? I still think two is a little bit of a gamble. I mean, he may get the last laugh, right? I may three, four, five years from now say, oh, wow, I was wrong. But I still think he's a little bit of a gamble. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. Anthony, yeah, Central and South Florida are gambles all over the place. we got a 43-year-old quarterback here, and they've got – a they guy who's got that, oh yeah, a bum hip. Yeah. <laughs> we picked up this old tight end. Yeah. Or not, sorry, 30 year old <laughs> tight end. Yeah. Gronk's only 30. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Gosh, that's crazy. He's 30. Yeah. I- I've so. been out of college longer than he's been alive. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> wow. Love it. Wow. Yep. Um, and then the rest of the, the rest of the top 10 guys goes uh, Derek Brown from Auburn goes to the Panthers on de- defense. Carolina really loaded up on defense. Matt Rule, the new coach. Uh, went heavy All defense, defense, right? No yeah. offensive players. Um, Isaiah Simmons uh, goes to the Cardinals, Bill. Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of multi-purpose defensive outside linebacker can play safety, can play corner, can play pass rush. Uh, who, who, was a kid, to see. Was, who was a kid out of Missouri? Um, openly gay. What's his name? He went to the mm. Seattle? Trying to think who drafted him. He got drafted. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't get drafted. Ago, yeah. And he was his whole thing was, oh, he's a tweener. He doesn't really fit. He's not any of that stuff. But Isaiah is. Isaiah Simmons can play in the NFL because he's too little to be a linebacker. He's too big to be a safety. He's probably not fast enough. He's in that same range. I know he's a hell of a talent, but what yeah. do you do there? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, our CJ Henderson goes to the to the Jaguars. Now, let me ask you a question because you see this happen sometimes with Cincinnati and with uh, with the Lions. You know, any any team that has a big college fan base around it. How much of that do you think is best player on the board? How much do you think that is? Let's sell some tickets. How much of that is you know? Let, let's build in a fan base. Um, you'd think at a professional level, it wouldn't be about the fan base. It'd be about winning games. So there's got to be a but there's got to be a mixture in there somewhere. Like I know if Eddie George would have gone to the Bengals or the Browns, people would have loved him, right? Um, he went he went to Tennessee, but you know, just there's just some players that sometimes seems like Denzel Ward going to the Buck to the Browns, Buckeye fans instantly become, you know, extra Browns fans than they were. I think this is such an amazing science that these guys, the NFL teams, put in this draft that there is a margin of plus two, minus two, where if a regional player falls into that. All things considered, this is a this is a pick we want. We want to go defense. We want to go quarterback. As long as it's in that very narrow margin, they're going to go regional um, and kind of take a, take a swing. Is what I'm. Well, and I don't know what that margin is, but it's it's a science for these guys. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say. I'll say, go ahead, Anthony. Teams build their their fan base by winning, not by uh, players. Ding, 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 and that's it. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't give a shit about regional. They, they really don't. don't. They are all about protecting their own ass and drafting the absolute fit for the team, whether it's best athlete or whatever. Dallas Green had the quote of all time um, because guarantee you there's not a marketing person anywhere near any of those coaches as they're sure. doing their sure. research because marketing people all day long want the regional guy. 
but the, I don't think the coaches think that way at all. And Dallas Green uh, had the greatest line. The best marketing for any team is winning. Is winning. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely the truth. When the Padres sucked, we, we didn't have fans. When we started winning, it was amazing how many people showed up at games. So I would argue if you're uh, down to two guys, and again, all things equal, I think they'll, they'll lean towards region. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah. I'll just say when no. It, when it gets to be uh, the hey, Bucks. So it won't, won't be the last time we disagree about something, Bill. So oh, that's, the good, that's look, the good news. Mike Piazza <laughs> got picked by Neamoli, right, Anthony? Because his dad wanted it. Yeah. To do, yeah. do you a favor, right? But that was pick number 165 or something. Right. Not nine. Not nine. Yeah. yeah. Right. That makes when, sense. When you, get to, you. when you get to where the Bucks are and they needed to put some fans in the seats, picking Tom Brady or picking up Tom Brady has as much to do with selling seats as it does to get to the Super Bowl, I think. But at the draft, uh, any, any team that's picking just to sell tickets, what – I mean, and again, if you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars – how many people are coming to see a cornerback play in the NFL yeah, whether true, yeah, or true. anywhere else? True. Yeah. I can't imagine that many people are going to buy tickets because we drafted the best Florida Gator cornerback in the last 10 years. Yeah, good call on that. And just, 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 just food for thought. Um, yeah. One of the late round picks, Todd, I just want to get your thoughts on because uh, you kind of have this team on your uh, follow list. Um, Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State, goes to the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of chatter about you know is this guy you know are they picking that person that's going to position for the following Aaron Rodgers? Anthony, you're saying no. Is this is that I just have a pick? family full of Green Bay Packer fans? Okay, I got a brother who's a diehard Yankee fan, but a bigger Packer fan. He moved out of his neighborhood because he had a flagpole in the front of his house and he painted it yellow with a green ball on the top. And they told him they had to repaint it. So instead of repainting it, he moved. Okay? <laughs> wow. He said, screw uh, it. You can repaint it yourself. I'm moving to another neighborhood. If you don't like having Packer fans, he is an owner of the Packers. He has a, a yep. stock. He, he has a stock option, like on his wall, he's got Packer, everything. He is livid over what they did. Really? Right. So livid. Yeah. They drafted Aaron Rodgers backup, and the kid won't play for at least two years unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt because he's got a fifty-one million dollar salary cap that they can't like move. He thought they should have gone to pick elsewhere and gotten someone else later in the draft. They got no support for Rodgers at all. Not a running back, and the maybe the best possibly we'll know in time. the, The best class of wide receivers in the in our lifetime in the, uh, in the NFL draft and they didn't pick one. Yep. I think the I question was did- the other day, uh, this weekend from my brother in the time that Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback of the, of the Packers, they've never drafted a running back or a wide receiver first. Wow. <laughs> think about that. They did nothing to support him. And, and they got the- up to do it. I didn't think they had to. I think the question was directed to me, Anthony, but um, no, anyway, no, I'm sorry. Right now, <laughs> hey, Sean, <laughs> hey, Sean, it's no secret. I'm a Falcon fan because I live here in Atlanta, right? Um, Good I'm a Buffalo you. fan. Good I'm a you. Buffalo fan because mom and dad. I'm a Detroit Lion fan because Jenny loves uh, Matthew Stafford, so I just follow them. That's why I was happy with DeAndre Swift. But probably second is Green Bay Packers, right? Because I spent a lot of my past life in Green Bay, right? Just – a lot of time up there. Great town, blue collar town. 
they were graded the worst draft in the NFL this year. They right. were graded they, – they, they got a D in the draft. There was no Fs. They got a D. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, is, you know, maybe the best quarterback of our era, minus Brady, minus – you know, you could argue top five, right? Um, but he's a different – kind of a different cat. Um, he doesn't speak to his family. He's had big fallouts with them. I don't know if you know the backstory on that. But basically, they never told that him that they were drafting quarterback. So mm-hmm. this is a huge riff, uh, a huge divide. Now, I'm sure he's millions of reasons to perform, but I, I agree with everything Anthony said. This is just – it was just a, a bad draft overall and a bad pick. Um, you know, wh- why? Why, uh, why do it? So, Hey, hey Sean, I, I, I want you to sit back and relax and just let this SEC love wash over you. We've got some stats to read to you about okay. the SEC and the draft. All right, you ready for this? So – Let's just a, a little exercise. We'll take away the top team and the bottom team in numbers of players drafted from each league and then look at what's left over just for fun. Because LSU had 10 players selected, right? So if you take away LSU's 10 and Georgia's three, the SEC still had 27 players drafted from the other 11 schools. 27. Georgia Let's do that in the big. That you take away the, the, the whoever had the most. Georgia only had three players drafted, which is so crazy. So Van, Vandy had more players drafted than? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, yeah. Yep. So, um, so we'll take that out. The, and, and then you go down to the, the Big Ten. You've got Ohio State, take away their seven, and Wisconsin's two. Uh, the total was eight players, right? Oh my God. Eight. Eight. Then go down to the Big 12. After you do the same game, six. <laughs> ACC. Uh, four and the pac 12 had seven i mean so and then and then this final stat is just so telling you could take away lsu georgia and alabama from the sec's three round draft tally first three rounds and the league still would have had more picks 18 than any other conference in the first three rounds they had 40 players drafted in the first three rounds out of 96 picks but we're so sick of this sec bias you've been preaching this to me for (laughs) decades yeah. right and yeah. and decades okay years and it really it comes down to that the, the the gms and the scouts trust sec players are playing against better sure. competition so sure. they, and so that's why they're yeah. they're going to be more ready for the nfl and they probably were in high school they probably then were in sec and they, you know so once again they've had eight years seven years of- right and that's probably why cj henderson got the nod uh at nine maybe over a different cornerback because he's sec maybe not necessarily florida right yeah yeah and i and and i I misspoke there sean let me let me repeat that what they did is they took away the two teams that played in the conference championship game last year that's what they did they that's why they took away georgia and lsu and then they took away then they took away ohio state and wisconsin they took away oklahoma and baylor and then what was left over was still this domination you know, by yeah, the yeah, SEC. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty well, interesting. Richard, Sorry about that. Yeah. One of my favorite stats, uh, Todd, uh, you talked about local, Jake Fromm, you know, who uh, could have come back to Georgia for another year, um, would have made that team really, really good next year. Um, decides to go pro, and you wonder if there's Kirby Smart has anything to do with that or uh, either, either dislike or ran Josh, Jake out, but whatever the stat is, um, this was a visual. I'll show you guys. The, our, our listeners won't see it. This is a visual called Built Between the Hedges. And it says Georgia has the most quarterbacks drafted since 2002. And you see the likes of uh, TJ Shockley, Quincy Carter, Aaron Murray, uh, Matthew Stafford, obviously. David, uh, Todd Hughes mentioned David Green and now Jake Fromm, right? So six wow. players in the NFL have played at Georgia. 
And I saw the stat on Twitter. It was accompanied with this tweet, Bill. And, and still Tim Tebow has more playoff wins than all of these people combined. <laughs> combined, I know. Hey, <laughs> I was going to say. You know, <laughs> from knowing, knowing the result – from knowing the result of being drafted fourth round to the Lions or fifth round, I can't remember. Maybe maybe he would have stayed, but to the Bills. I mean, I'm sorry, Bills. You're right. Um, but uh, you know, shoot, who knows what happens? He could get hurt his senior year. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm just playing with the guy because he's a Georgia guy. But yeah, yeah. Um, look, I mean, Todd, he's going to make more in a signing day than than I will have made, you know, in the last five years. So, so I looked it up. He's he's due to make a four year contract of seven hundred and eighty thousand a year. So that's what a two point eight million dollar contract plus a signing bonus. Yeah, he's his life has changed forever, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, for hopefully friend. he has a good second contract. But yeah. he'll, he'll be just fine. Yeah. He'll be good, just fine. Good for the young man. Uh, a couple other players of note: uh, Todd, your uh, or Bill, your uh, guy Brandon Ayuk from uh, Arizona State goes out to San Francisco. The only um, player selected from the Arizona State Sun Devils. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, second round, uh, some frisbee catching dogs went that round. Todd, you you were you were letting me know. T. Higgins, um, some you know Grant Delpit from LSU goes. Antoine Winfield from Minnesota, who's played Ohio State. Um, Anthony, how, how do you feel about your Giants? Do you feel like they they did all right? Um, I'm real happy with what they did. They bulked up in places where they needed it, and then at the end, they got a bunch of. Uh, Pretty solid linebackers. Hopefully we get back to being that solid defense that the Giants have always won their championships with. So uh, I was pretty happy. I think Jalen Hurts lands a pretty good spot out of Oklahoma. He goes to Philadelphia, uh, you know, kind of a rough and tumble town. Um, you know, I thought that was a great pick, Sean, for Philly. I really did. Yeah, I think that's a great pickup. And then a couple picks later, uh, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens get J.K. Dobbins, just a tough – Tough running back, second second all time leading rusher at Ohio State. If you can believe that, right? Um, you know, there's a guy that can churn and burn. But you know, you got a mobile quarterback and you got a great receiving quarterback out of the back or receiving running back out of the backfield. Um, and then Todd, our boy Van Jefferson was out to to uh, L.A. to the Chargers. Or, I no, love the Rams. The Rams, right? Rams. Yeah, yeah Rams. Rams. That yeah. was awesome. Pretty good pick there. Um, all right, guys. What else in sports you want to talk about? Uh, Bill, you saw a little news about the baseball coming up. Well, I, before the before we get to that, Anthony g- called me this morning, and it was one of the best phone calls ever. I'll, I'll set it up and I'll let him, I'll let Anthony deliver the punchline. But he said, "Hey, Bill, I I got a bone to pick with you, and I, I'm serious, you know, because I think oh, it's a joke." And he's all, "No, I'm I'm serious. I mean, I can't believe you know that you know, I've known you this long and you did this. I, I mean, seriously, uh, why?" <laughs> And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, shit, what did I do? I mean, I know I, I get in trouble every week on the golf course because I talk too much, but that's every week. So I'm trying to think, what did I do? <laughs> and Anthony, what'd you say? <clears throat> How could you not have told me about this show, Brockmire, until the 11th hole on Sunday? <laughs> it's the first time I ever heard of it. Like, How could that be? He's been telling us for months, Bill, or Anthony. Years. Have you watched any of it? Years. Zero. John, I'm telling you, I I told him that I couldn't find season one. They only had one episode of season one available. And then I went online to the IFC, which is the, the television station that the show right. uh, uh, is on. And I thought I found the first series. So I said, I'm going to go home today. I'm going to watch it. Well, it turns out in order to, to buy, you have to buy the first uh, the first season and the second season. 
and the third season. Well, <laughs> it's nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents a season. I bought three of them. Wow, that's a testament right there. They're, they're twenty four minutes a show. I watched. They had one episode from season one, Kangaroo Court, and I literally did not stop laughing from the first like thirty seconds of the show until it was over. It's fantastic. Hank, Hank Azaria is amazing. It's humor. It, yeah. It's 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 Amanda Peet. Humor. It's said, baseball right? humor. It's at all. It's terrific television show. Awesome. But not safe for work and not safe to watch in front of your daughter. So just tell no, me that right I, now. I, so. I'm glad all my kids are, are older and I don't have any daughters. <laughs> daughters yeah. are great. Daughters are great, Anthony and Bill. They, Sean they're and great. Just yeah. sometimes you can't watch these nice. kinds of shows in front of them unless you hey, don't mind being embarrassed. Sean, there's rumblings of Tiger and uh, Phil being on TNT uh, sometime in May. Like I think there's two dates that it might possibly be. That quick, and, huh? Yeah, yeah, coming up soon. So now, is it with, just them, or are they are, no? It's Brady with, uh, and Manning. Yep. yep. Wow, that's so the rumor. Brady, Manning, Tiger, and and Phil. I think. Any so, idea yeah. where the course will be? It's going to be where one of them lives. I think in South Florida, maybe. Yeah. In somewhere a spot in Jupiter. Where? Yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah where Ryan, Ryan, two of the four guys are members and kind of. Yeah, Ryan knew the name of the course somewhere down in Jupiter, I think. But Ryan, I think yeah. Ryan knew the name of the course. But I got to Google it now because I just I know what it was. Yeah. That's awesome. And in the sports, or should we get to our? Uh, well, you, you mentioned baseball, Todd. Did you have a? You got a line that you're thinking about? Are they going to fire it up in the two states, or are they? What are they talking about? I think Sean, didn't you bring that up? Um, well, just the, the headlines on uh, ESPN. It just talks about you know Major League Baseball is is contemplating uh, what might happen, um, and you know Rob Manfred was quoted as saying, "Well, I fully anticipate baseball will resume the season." It's very difficult to predict with any accuracy the timeline for the resumption of our season. So, so it's just when, uh, and it's going to be a kind of like PGA. It's going to be a modified kind of season. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you got? What do you, modifying the, the divisions, modifying the leagues, just the dates, the how many days. games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, got, you got Dr. Burks, you know, saying yesterday that the social distancing is not going to end before the summer's over. So that means there's no crowds until potentially September, October, which would be great for football, but don't anticipate it. Yeah. So here's, so, I here's mean, the, here's the, uh, once again, from ESPN.com, uh, it says, uh, finalize the plan in May, hash out an agreement with the players by the end of the month or early June, give players a week to arrive at designated spring training locations, prepare for three weeks start the season in July, play around 80 to 100 games in July, August, September, October, hold an expanded playoff at warm weather neutral sites in November. Wow. Um, now, not Amazing. set in stone. Um, you know, so so interesting thoughts. And, and it's kind of neat that they're trying to think outside the box and, and think, you know, hey, how can we have a season? You know, 50 years from now, when we look back and see, you know, that the Tampa, Tampa Rays won the World Series, whatever, with a big asterisk next to it. What? No, they beat everybody that they played. I mean, were you yeah, kidding me? No asterisk necessary. There's nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Come on. As, as, as Cousin Mal said, the Yankees are undefeated and the Red Sox haven't won a game yet this year. So. <laughs> I, I love that post, Mal. That was great. That's great. 
Yeah, how many uh, Red Sox fans just jumped down your ass on that one? That was great. By the way, my buddy, right in there. my buddy Marty Dunleavy up in Connecticut said I I switched it around. <laughs> yeah, used it. <laughs> By the way, Mel, I'm a I'm a uh, a closet Red Sox guy. I've been been that way for a long time. So, and the reason is is my buddy growing up was a Yankees fan, so I said immediately chose the Red Sox. So I have. Unlike Green Bay, where I spent a lot of time up there, I have no reason to like Boston other than I just chose them when I was about 11. So, anyway. Well, other than that, guys, what else? Todd, you got Mount Rushmore for us? uh, No, no, I told you I didn't. So, I I got one kind of twist in the wind. I'm not sure. There's no bad Mount Rushmore. Maybe you can help me modify, but here's what I was thinking. Here we go. Be confident, right? Walk tall and carry a big stick. Here we go. So... I'm going to go with, I'm a uniform guy. I really am. I'm a uniform guy. Mm-hmm. I love uniforms. So I'm going to go with your Mount Rushmore college football uniforms. Wow. And I'm going to be very specific. Um, I'm, I, you know, I could lead off just to, 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 you have to, it's, to your, it's your, it's your top. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was a I two zero and go was my philosophy in college, right? I mean, that's why I'm that's why I'm in sales. I'm not a good student, so please bear with me. So, I'm going to start with this, and one, two, and three are easy to me. Four, I'm struggling with, but here we go. Ready? So, my favorite. I'm very biased, Sean. I'm wearing a Florida hat. My favorite college uniform I'll start with is going to be the white top, white pant. Uh, white, no, orange helmet, Florida Gators. I'm going to go with Florida wow. Gators. Okay. Yeah, mm. just, but I love the all white. I love the all white, and I love the orange script helmet, right? So number two, two and three, I think, are influenced maybe by other things, and Bill, you'll jump on it uh, quickly, but I'm going to go combo of UCLA-USC. When they play the home games, and they're both wearing their dark uh, UCLA powder blue, USC, the, I forget what it is, maroon, um, Garnet sure. gold, yeah. Garnet gold, yeah. And crossing course, that one off my crossing that off my list. You can <laughs> duplicate. You can duplicate. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that's that for those two. And then honorable mentioned. Um, you got one more. You got. Yeah, you only get four. Don't don't go no, more no. than four. I'm yeah. just saying honorable mention, which is not my fourth, but I grew oh, okay. up. I spent two years in South Bend, Indiana. I don't remember them. I was two to four. And the reason they didn't make the top four is I don't like the glitter gold helmet, but. I do like the, the, the tops and bottoms of Notre Dame. But my fourth is going to be, and again, very specific, Texas away uniforms of all mm. white. The white mm. helmet, the white tops, the white pants. There's a theme when I talk uniforms. I love all white road uniforms, and especially with that helmet, I'm going with Texas. Carp, I'm throwing it to you, man. Oh. Well, I'm up, I'm up next. Uh, so let me, give it, let me give this a little bit of thought. Um, Obviously, growing up, watching them for years, uh, and, it, and it still pains me when they when they come out in a made-for-Nike uniform, but I think the Buckeye home uniforms with the scarlet tops and the gray bottoms, wow, just just screams tradition. Uh, you know, just the scarlet and gray, you know, cheer, cheer on down the field, the men of scarlet and gray, just when they come out with the, with the, with the silver helmets with the, with the uh, Buckeye leaves on them, uh, pretty impressive. Um, Love those uniforms. I, for some reason, have always loved Alabama. Just the, the the color, the basics of the uniform, the 
just the home just or the, the road, the, home or road, the, the home, the home, the home, home, yeah, the home. Their, their road ones are solid. The white, you know, the whites are solid, but I'm going to go Bama home. That's very um, Boston Red Sox. You know, the, uh, Alabama Crimson <clears throat> Tide. Real okay. traditional. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, let me see who else I, you know, there, there's some I can rule out right away. Virginia Tech and Iowa State and just some of the, <laughs> right. some of the dark colors. That would be dark different, on, the anti-Mount Rushmore, yeah, the worst the, the colors. Dark on dark colors that, that Kansas State, uh, you know, uh, never, never like TCU, uh, Baylor. Um, let's see who else. I, I, you know, I thought I do like the, the, the Florida Gators, the blue on the orange, you know, the, the you know, the, just that. The blue tops and orange bottoms? No, the blue tops and white bottoms. Blue tops, white okay. bottoms, and orange yeah. helmet. Yeah. Yep. You know, I love our orange helmets. Um, you know, some, we've had some other good combos, but I'll go blue top, white bottoms, gators. And the yellow, the orange script gators, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, the, just our traditional helmet. Um, uh, and then fourth, you know, you, you picked a good one in UCLA. Um, you, know, you know, you know, has another really cool uniform, probably very similar to uh, – to uh, Bama, but Stanford. I, I like Stanford with ah. S. Mm. Just the big yes. S, the big block S. You know, you've, t- Toby Gephardt. You know, you just, uh, so I'll, I'll go with Stanford home uniforms. So, so what are yours again? Stanford, Alabama, Buckeyes at homes, Bama at home, Gators blue and white, and Stanford. Gotcha. Nice, Bill. What you got, man? Am I up? All right. Yep. You're up. Uh, only <laughs> because I, I have no idea. I've always uh, been intrigued by the uh, Wolverines helmet. And uh, so I'm going to go with Michigan. Home, home jersey. Yeah, yeah just a uh, very so – their, their, the their helmets are the same no matter where they play. But right, the, just that distinct look, though. I just blue on yellow, okay. Yeah. Their, their road white on white would be my choice, but go ahead. Well, and then I'll go road <laughs> Penn State then because oh, – I love that. that was, I considered that. I considered yeah, that. Yeah, so then that, that'll be my second one. Um, now, Penn State-Bama head-to-head was when they played when they played in Happy Valley, you know, Bama had the, uh, the white on white with Penn State blue on white was just classic. Yeah. yeah. God, I want to say Maryland so bad, but I'm not going to because that's just atrocious. <laughs> um, I, I, because I was a, a Padre fan for so long and orange was one of our colors. Wyoming, Wyoming. No, the Cowboys is good. It's hard to make orange good, but Clemson, right? Um, it's a softer kind of a hue. I, in fact, they might say it's not, but um, so home jerseys, home. So Clemson home, Clemson. orange on white, right? Yeah, I like that. And then um, – and then I'm going to go – this is going to be way out there, and you guys are going to just laugh my ass off, but I'm such a Nike honk and fan going back Oregon. to Bo Jackson. Yeah, absolutely, oh. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon, and I want the fucking neon neon uniform you can put out there. The most Those wild combo just, you can figure out. I yeah. dig the way they, they get away with anything. So Now, uh, of the helmets they have, the oh, ones it's that are the all shiny, metallic. shiny yeah, green metallic. Looks like tinfoil, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. So, Bill, yeah. do, you, do you see where I made the leap from the Padres to Wyoming with the, the brown and orange, brown, brown and, and yellow from 84? Brown and right? yellow and brown and orange, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was orange, brown, and yellow in those Padre uniforms back in the day. And well, by the way, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, well, good. brown and orange in 84, they lost the yellow around 1979 or oh, wow. 80. Yeah. But they, uh, the yellow has made a comeback this year. But you see those yeah. Padre unis this year, they're back. That's my honorable mention. Wyoming with the brown, yellow, and of course white helmets. Which and just the and the great is logo. A theme. The great logo yeah. with the uh, great logo. The, the cowboy. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. <clears throat> well, Anthony, we left you nothing. Good luck. Well, I 
Crossed out Penn State, crossed <laughs> out Oregon, Notre Dame. You can Dame duplicate, is, right? You yeah, you can duplicate. duplicate. Yeah. Right? But one one of my originals still is is on my list, and that's the the black Georgia uniforms. Oh, nice, nice. I like those. They're, nice. They're, they're kind of ominous, and uh, I, I like those a lot. And then being a New Englander, Yale and Harvard both have very traditional old school uniforms. Wow. Yeah. Yale, and, Yale, the Navy blue and the white, and then Harvard, the crimson. The crimson. Yep. Crimson, yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, that was always a big deal uh, growing up in New Haven, uh, even though I didn't go to Yale. Going to the Yale Bowl for the Yale Harvard game was a pretty big deal. And That's awesome. Yeah. And then the other two that, that strike me as being very traditional, but nice looking uniforms are Army and Navy. Mm. Mm. Black Army, Knights. Army, very, uh, very uh, Notre Dameish, you know. Yeah, very uh, much so. Wow! Cool. Clap it out, boys. Good job. Yes. Todd, that was an awesome category. Man, I struggle. I couldn't. I was, I was dying when I, uh, I, uh, I got done golfing at eight, and from you know, my fifteen minute ride home, I was like, "What am I gonna do?" And I even punted to Sean. I'm like. Man, I'm not going to come up with something. He's like, dude, you'll do it. You'll be fine. He's just kind of like <laughs> twisting my I, arm a little bit. So. I was going to give you one of mine from the future, which was going to be top Mount Rushmore of movie candy, but that that's yeah, that'll come up later. I was going to do, um, and we can all do this later. I was going to do sitcoms, but I can only come up with two. So I'm like, I, I have to have four. So anyway. I'm pretty certain. I, 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 I can come up with seventeen. <laughs> I can't do. I couldn't have said it's Sunderland until I die because it's not a sitcom. So anyway, that's hilarious. All right, let's go around the horn really quick. Now, what do you got coming this week? Uh, this week, uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty much back at work full time. We have uh, one, two, three, four, five different buyers that we're uh, we're helping out. We're bringing a couple, uh, three listings onto the market. Um, doing it all socially uh, distancing and responsibly, but. Uh, it's pretty much uh, back to work full time. And uh, it's been interesting how our business, our, our interactions have been more engaged since we've all been at home amongst the team and then amongst each individual team member and the people that were out there trying to help. Uh, the conversations have gotten a lot more meaningful, a lot more real. And uh, there's something something to be said for uh, spending a little bit more time talking to people as opposed to uh, just uh, doing stuff for the sake of doing it. Awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Todd, how are you, bud? Uh, business as usual um, in the quote-unquote new normal, which I hate that term, and I'm so upset at myself for quoting it and unquoting it, but uh, going to really focus on um, gratitude and counting my blessings. Um we are approaching business in a totally different way and we could either kind of struggle with it or we can embrace it and moving forward, uh, taking what we're learning and apply it kind of what Anthony is, is indicating. Um, and, uh, just trying to not take, uh, what's going on in, in a, in a negative way, trying to positively think about things, um, worried about dad and so worrying about him, hoping that he's going to be, uh, even better and stronger and healthier. So grateful that I golf with Scott and uh, looking forward to our next venture uh, moving forward. So again, just trying to focus on um, gratitude and the the new way of doing things. How can it be positive instead of maybe uh, being mad? I wish it was this way. Just say, hey, it is what it is. And let's, uh, let's reap and uh, learn and move forward. Bill, what you got, man? Um, 
12 more scheduled webinars this week. That's a light week. I was looking at it, hmm. but there's some you other things. Two, in. You, got to, you got to do my list next week. I did. Yeah. I got you next week. Yeah. The week zoom after. malaise, right? Bill zoom, zoom zoomy, zoom, zoom. Um, and, uh, you, know, you might notice I told you I was going to take a break from the podcast and I changed my mind and I kept going. And, uh, so, you know, I had, uh, Jay Quigley on last week, who's a local guy. He actually works with Anthony Malafronte. They're some brokerage and, um, Jay's did you, I, I, for the first time ever, I cut in sound to a podcast. Yes, it was, the, like you know, it. he had a sound clip from 1987 as a 18 year old DJ at a station in Tampa. And so it was really, he, yeah, he really, he talked the song right up. It was good. Hit the post, right? It was, WNBC. It was cool. <laughs> Close. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, this week it's Joseph McZaisai is my guest. And so he's, Sean knows him well. He's, he's a character and a smart guy and a very successful business, uh, and realtor in uh, St. Louis. So that's going to be fun. And then just so you know, Sean, I already did the interview this week. You know, you know, you remember Neil Oates from bar camp out of Miami? Great guy. Bow tie guy. Love him. Be- beard, beard and a bow tie. Uh, played foot, played football, at, played football at Troy and okay. grew up in a town called, uh, I want to say it, Florala. F-L-O-R-A-L-A. It's Florala. Good just, helmets, uh, Troy, by the way. They have good yeah, helmets. Just, south, just southwest yeah. of Troy, right on the border with um, Alabama and Florida. And just a really good episode. Super excited He's about good, it. So, really good. Yeah, that'll like be a, a lot. Yeah. That's a week out. So good. Nice. Well, the episode's been strong, Bill. And as always, uh, I was talking you up to uh, a, a group I was talking to. And uh, I forget where it was at that I suggested they all follow you. But um, I'm sure you picked up a bunch of extra followers and uh, yeah. always fun. And we had a great session this past week um, with our group that we were on with the data bank. Uh, yep. That seems to be a show, uh, a show we're taking on the road because uh, it works so well and we both like doing it. So that's yep. fun. Um, you know, my week was pretty open until, you know, it's kind of funny how if you just, Anthony kind of just put, keep putting seeds in the ground and, and hitting a small viable audience before you know it, you got some business happening and, um, before mm. you know it, I was on a national uh, session today with our group out of Colorado and picked up a event for two weeks, the next two weeks in Arkansas and just doing a lot of, a lot of little events here and there, Bill. And it's just, you know, you just keep giving yourself opportunities. And I got a, a buyer I got to meet with this week, two buyers I got to meet with this week. One who's a former um, Buckeye football player and uh, NFL player, which is kind of cool. Um, so who's that? Sure. His, uh, his name is Michael Bennett. Uh, okay. Mm. Where do you go to college? That's the name, Wisconsin Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm a, there's another Michael Bennett who played for Seattle who got in some trouble with the uh, police. Not him. Not him. Yeah. Not him. No, <laughs> no. So uh, should be fun. Should be fun uh, working with him. He's looking for some investment properties here in Columbus and uh, a couple other clients I'll be working with and just just you know just having a blast, staying in touch and and as we all know, guys, just just trying to trying to make do with it each day and understanding that you know, five months from now, six months from now, I can't wait for the episode when we say, gosh, remember back when we were doing all those fill-in shows? Um, Dog days of summer. Yeah. Yep. So guys, it's good talking to you. Cheers to you guys. And uh, on behalf of Anthony, Todd, and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare.